Here we go. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. It's episode one. I am Angus Boyle and I will be your host. Today's guest is just a crazily talented artist uh, and just an all-round legend of a nice man as well. His name is Lawrence White. He is a is a painter, a man who has a significant following on Instagram and who today in this episode is going to share with us uh, some of the, the tricks of the trade and some of the, the ways in which he has managed to grow that following and is managing to sort of to move from a career in television into being into being a full-time artist. Um, and I think there's some really, really powerful lessons in this episode for for anyone who's who's looking to do something similar themselves. So some of the some of the topics I think we'll touch on in this episode, you know, how to use influencer marketing and leverage the followers of sort of people who already have those followings, those big followings to to grow your own following. The importance of interacting with with your followers, however few or many they are, making sure that you you sort of don't ignore them, that you do interact with them and you you, you know, give value wherever you can. Also talk about the power of taking action and how, you know, when you when you take a step forward towards towards your goals, things start to fall into place and how how powerful that can be. So, yeah, just an all around great episode. Grab your notebooks, pencils, pens, whatever your writing implement of choice is to take some notes for the powerful knowledge that's being dropped. And yeah, enjoy it. Just before we get into it, I guess, a note from our sponsors, which is me, (laughs) artbyangus.com. Go there and buy some paintings or else. Uh, I'm just kidding, but do. Um, and yeah, follow me on Instagram, at Angus Boyle, A-E-N-G-U-S. Also follow Mr. White uh, before before you start listening. It's good to see what we're talking about so you can see his paintings. If you're listening to this on the podcast also, there's a video recording. It will be on YouTube, but if there's references to the paintings behind Mr. Lawrence, uh, they are a couple of sick paintings. One of them's a huge one of, of Kate Moss. Um, so you'll just have to check out the YouTube episode as well if you want to see what they look like. The only other point to mention before we get going is this is the first episode. There's been some teething issues there. So if there's a few jumpy audio cuts, I'm not a professional audio editor. I'm doing my best. Get over it. Uh, also, there's there's some dodgy audio feedback at the beginning but uh, and throughout a little tiny bit, but it gets better, I promise. So power through for some strong, strong knowledge from Lawrence M. White. Um, and that's about it for me. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode one of the Creative Marketing Podcast. Today I am joined by the phenom of an artist that is Mr. Lawrence White. I suggest right at this point, early days, if you don't follow him on Instagram, it's best for the context while you're listening to this to just go follow him right now. Lawrence with a U, M, White on instagram and then you can see the fruits of his talent but uh welcome to the show sir great to have you on no i know thank you thank you yeah it should be a good one my first thing is i don't want to i don't want to put words in your mouth or, or misrepresent you so i guess in your own words can you describe sort of who you are what you're about what you do yeah sure so i'm an artist i'm based in essex england and i paint pictures like <laughs> like these behind me um of famous people and really people that have made it to the top of their profession sort of thing. I'm fascinated by business. And so kind of my artwork has led me to paint kind of figures at the top of their game. And kind of in turn, I've ended up painting for the people that I paint pictures of. Does that make sense? So like yeah, yeah, yeah. music stars that I've, I've been painting and I now am painting for them, them people, fortunately enough. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of sick. it in a brief, in a brief. What way. was the, who was the first, who was the first one to, 
to jump on board uh what do you mean first one the first the first person you, who you had painted who 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 got one of your paintings oh so it was actually um one of my friends actually he was on a show called love island do you have a over there or we should well i'm actually i'm actually in london currently though my oh, accent oh, doesn't doesn't uh fine my doesn't, bad but doesn't yeah, give that away <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends he was on love island and so he was actually one of the first people to buy one of my pieces and so what happened was that i got back into art sort of thing ended up painting the piece of kanye west um he had just come out of love island so obviously had like a, a really big following and whatnot mm -hmm. um he wanted to buy it he bought the the painting for i think it was like yeah 200 200 pounds or something like that my first one nice. Um, he posted it, and then from there, I kind of fortunately enough haven't stopped painting since. Love it. So you said, yeah, you said got back into art. It's my understanding is it's a pretty. You were into art when you were younger, but it's only very re relatively recently that you're sort of making it like a work sort of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like I've gone pretty much full time with it. I'm just finishing off a last contract, but. Essentially what I did, I, I, I gave up art 10 years ago when I had to make that choice from going from college to um, to university, you know, mm -hmm. to get like a, a proper degree and whatnot. Because at the time... I've heard of those, right? <laughs> so like Facebook and Instagram, they weren't really a thing or they definitely weren't platforms where you would do business, basically. It was kind of mm -hmm. back in the day of all those. So the, it was kind of the tr traditional, traditional route of like galleries and stuff, which wasn't really for me. So anyway, I went to went on to go and do uni, um, end up falling into TV for a family friend. And then kind of, there's a lot of things in TV, it's quite a political industry sort of thing. And so as that's been happening more and more, I've been trying to do bits and pieces on side to keep myself entertained whilst you're in between, like, you know, TV contracts and stuff. Yeah. And then that kind of led eventually to kind of giving art a go again, just to see if I could, you know, just see if I still had it and whatnot. Because uh, the other little businesses I've tried hadn't, hadn't worked. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, yeah, that kind of little story of kind of my friend buying a piece and posting it kind of led to all these other commissions, which is kind of for the last two years what I've been what I've been trying to do. Nice. So you mentioned no galleries. So like I'm uh, early days in my my own aspiring uh, sort of career in painting, and that's something that seems to be a a bone of contention where some people are super pro galleries and really into it, and then other people are like, no way, never. What's what's the reason for your sort of thinking there? So like. My, first of all, I'm kind of like all in-house sort of thing. However, the kind of level that I want to get to where I'm painting for the people like in the very top of society, I think mm -hmm. there is a certain credibility of being a part of certain galleries and stuff. I don't feel like I'm there where I'd want to put my stuff there yet because I know that I've still got a couple of levels or at least that I want to reach until that point where I feel like I'm ready to do that. I'm going to keep everything in-house because I just don't agree with the model of a gallery taking I think it's what 40 50 percent of the ones yeah. that have approached me so far anyway of like what they want to exhibit there when if you're lucky enough that your work sells well what what I don't really understand what the what the benefit of doing that is you know yeah I know what you mean yeah that's very true I guess it's for some people it's like some people aren't as good as marketing as you I guess so they they uh the gallery serves that function I guess yeah yeah I, I think that I think it's only going to continue for people like yourself and, my, and myself to continue cutting out that middleman mm -hmm. i think that across um across industries everywhere it, it's becoming so much more direct to consumer and so even with like food and for example like uber you know you're just cutting out restaurant you're cutting out the middleman on in so many different industries and art i feel like is the same and i think that the gallery is not a dead model but i definitely think that it is 
not as needed as it used to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think Instagram levels the playing field so much because I think it used to be the case, right, that if you if you couldn't worm your way into those galleries, you were kind of no one was ever going to hear of you because that was just the way. But now there's yeah ample opportunity, or, 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 or even be able to generate enough money to keep you going. I kind of referenced that there before with why I didn't do art back in the days because it would have taken so long to get word of mouth out word of mouth out there so that I was able to financially actually paint and survive do you know what I mean so that just wasn't really an option so it's kind of been a bit of a journey and stuff and and kind of things have have progressed but yeah Instagram just means well Instagram is the platform of the day now it won't always be but you know whatever it is will be enough to kind of get your stuff out to a lot of people yeah okay so gonna take a slight turn i guess when you were starting out and like so you you've managed to build a, a decent substantial following on instagram when you were starting out sort of what did that process look like and then i guess my follow-up question is i'm interested in any bad ideas you had early on or like any things that didn't work out as well as well because i feel like there's a lot to be learned from those things too yeah so how did i build so basically i worked in tv for about seven eight years um and so back then when instagram had a lot more kind of organic reach you know, if a celebrity was, you know, because you're working with them day to day, you know, they'd tag you in the odd post here and there. So that kind of got the mm-hmm. ball rolling initially sort of thing in terms of who I, um, sorry, to build the initial followers and stuff. But that wasn't anything to do with art. But then as I built up them contacts painting for celebrities, I have then gone back to those people that I do know from that period of time. And I've been painting predominantly for free or for very little and then I'll get them to post my artwork on their platform, which then in turn will get the reach that I'm looking for, um, which is why I'll do it for free or like, or like I said, very little. In terms of, to be fair, in just another point there, what, watching kind of celebrities and stuff, they are a really good example. Because I, when I first started in art or when I was a lot younger, I wouldn't have had the confidence to put myself out there so much as well. But being around those types of people who are personal brands, they are always on their Instagram. They're always kind of putting up stuff on social media and it just becomes the norm. And so it becomes the norm for me. And what I realised when a lot of people mess- uh, inbox message me is that that is actually quite a big hurdle for a lot of people, just putting yourself out there on a regular basis mm-hmm. because that can be quite daunting. But because of the kind of career that I've had so far um, doing that, it kind of made it a bit more normal and such. And then in terms of mistakes that I've learned, I think it's, I'll just, I'll jump on a platform that may not necessarily be a platform that ends up being big. And I'm really, I'm, I'm willing to adapt to new platforms, new features. So for example, Instagram Reels is the newest one at the minute. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't like it, but I know that that's where the most organic reach can come from at the moment on that platform. So I'm willing to kind of put the time in, learn how to use it and, and that kind of thing. And so when something does flop, for example, um what doesn't do well it's a good sign it's a good sign when you have to rack your mind for what yeah like some (laughs) some some of the time lapses that i'll do no one really pays attention to um and so i will only do it if there's like i'm painting something that i know they'll want to see if that makes sense um so there's no one big failure i just kind of learn by little incremental failures almost all i don't even see them as failures it's kind of more like stuff that does and doesn't work and then i'll just do more of the stuff that is working if if that makes sense yeah yeah. that makes complete sense yeah and it sounds like a sensible approach 
Um, you mentioned you mentioned some people having that fear of putting themselves out there, and I mean, I'm sure I've I've definitely felt that at times. Do you, is that something you ever still get a twinge of like, oof, I'm not sure I want to put that thing out there, or or are you just? Um, yeah, yes, yes and no. Like I'll I'll post every day. I've got oh, oh, well more ideally, but I'm not I'm not worried about putting that stuff out daily. I think mm-hmm. that sometimes I will question whether a post is good enough for my, you know, you want to make it look really nice in your grid and whatnot. By the way, I've just seen my hand and it is all paint on it, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true I'm literally yeah. constantly covered in paint, all of my clothes. <laughs> I'm not gonna get the deposit back in my apartment because it's all full <laughs> covered in paint. Complete disaster, but definitely worth yeah. it. <laughs> sorry. So yeah. Just realised oh it's not no good. I've just finished painting. Um I can't remember what I was saying. The fear of putting yourself out there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but um, I will sometimes question, sometimes not put up a picture which I don't feel like is grid-worthy quality. Um, and I think that that's kind of a bit of a shame sometimes because what you see value in, someone else that follows you may not. And so, or they'll see a lot of value in it. So, for example, if you post a behind-the-scenes picture that you think is rubbish you might actually be giving away a little tip to someone who really likes your content and loves it, you know, and that happens Mm. quite a lot, you know. And so coming back to that thing of failures and stuff, it will be something that I'll just put up just to see and I'm just like, oh, I don't think that will do well. They're sometimes the posts that will do the the best, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So I guess based on that, I mean, all of your paintings that I've seen look, I mean, it is shocking to me how good they are. They look like photographs, basically. Like, are there, is that, Uh, are there ones that aren't? Dude, they're unbelievable. No, I I think there's a lot of levels to go. I think, I know that they look roughly what they're like, but like I said, I'm trying to get to be one of the best doing it at least in the in the uk you know and so mm-hmm. i think there is a a little bit of a level i think that yeah it's, it's just that will just come with practice yeah i admire i've because i saw another interview with you as well i admire your uh it's obviously what drives you i guess but you're i feel like you need to you need to give yourself a pat on the back sometimes because you're crushing it <laughs> yeah i mean yes and no like i think that that well, putting that pressure on yourself will help me get to where I hope to be yeah. at the same time I think like you said I do actually need to take a little bit of that and enjoy it a little bit more because I don't feel mm-hmm. like I enjoy the process as much as I should do because I'm so always focused on like what the next move is instead of just uh, do, you, do you know a, 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 an artist called CJ Hendry I can't say I do. You have to check her out. She's, well, look, yeah, when sure. I'm talking about levels, like that's what I'm talking about. But she paints hyper-realistic, so it is kind of different because that's not really what I'm trying to achieve. But anyway, she's like, just make the work good and the people will come. And I think that I need to take a bit more of that approach myself instead of constantly, you know, trying to get to the next milestone or the next thing, you know. You can just mm-hmm. enjoy it a little bit more, you know. Yeah. Well, what's the next, what's the next milestone in your mind that you're, you're gunning for now? I think I've always had like a, a hundred thousand followers on Instagram as a as a as a kind of benchmark, but it's not the vanity of having a hundred thousand. It's more that it, having enough people that care about what you do and affect. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like inspiring that amount of people. It's not so yeah. much. That, it's just that was just an arbitrary number that I was like, cool. Let's try and hit that. Um, and then I think to to basically continue to kind of be the artist to to the to the stars i guess um i am kind of painting the odd one here and there but kind of regular regular is kind of what i'm hoping to get to anyway you know yeah who's the dream who's your dream uh person to paint for 
Uh, probably Kanye West, because I think it'd be quite cool to go full circle. And, you know, I'm a yeah. well, I know he's got a little <laughs> a few issues with his, <laughs> of himself, but it'd be good to go full circle and kind of end up painting for the guy that I guess started it in a way. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> so you mentioned working in TV. Is there anything sort of like, you know, cross-pollination? Is there anything you learned there that has informed your, your marketing strategies or how you've put yourself out there? On your, you mentioned like obviously the people you met, but anything else you learned from from those experiences? I think it's getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. I think that when you're working with those types of people, um, celebrities and whatnot, they're not afraid to just get hop in front of the camera and literally just show what they're up to and and that kind of stuff. And so with the stuff that I put up, I just try and put up as much of the behind the scenes. And I don't think you need to worry about people copying you because people will copy you regardless. For example, when you paint, when you sell a print, a print is a piece of paper with some ink on it. The value of the paper is only is only so much, you know. It, people are investing in you as the artist, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, I'm not afraid to give away my kind of tips and tricks and stuff and and show the process because I, I want to incorporate people into the journey, and so with my stuff i'll ask lots of questions to my audience and that kind of thing because i want to include them in what i'm doing and i would say yeah i'm a social media artist you know yeah yeah that makes sense um yeah i think i find it funny when people are worried about getting copied because in my mind if you're reaching the point where you're getting copied then <laughs> it's already yeah, too late like like, you're, yeah, you're it's winning <laughs> exactly it's, it's almost like um it's a, a good thing. I remember when I was starting, like, what, two years ago, a couple of people blocked me because they thought that I was doing um, too similar stuff to what they were doing and stuff. And it, it, it's kind of just practicing and, and eventually forming your own style. If you continue to copy someone, oh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm, I'm not okay with that. But, you know, what I'm trying to do and what I kind of said with eventually putting myself into a gallery, you know, of real credible nature is once I've got that, kind of exact style that I want perfected and my own mm-hmm. style then that's when that's when you hit that kind of stuff you know yeah yeah that makes sense so I guess as you started sort of building things what were there any like big breakthrough moments or like any real big growth moment that you were like whoa that was yeah there was one which was mad I was um in the beginning I was just um my local barbershop they um they needed a painting someone had accidentally when they were revamping the uh, barbershop, they painted over the um, ice cube painting, which was already there. So the bar, uh, the owner wanted me to paint another uh, painting of ice cube. Um, I painted it and put it up on social media and nothing happened for a couple of months. Um, I tagged, you know, ice cube and stuff um, at the time. And then eventually uh, two months later, he, I just got this notification on my phone. And I was driving, I remember pulling over and it was like Ice Cube has retweeted your um, your uh, your picture of yeah. know, painting and he's also posted it to his main feed. And I was just like, oh, that is mad, you know, um, but that is that is kind of what can happen on social media. That kind of re- like I would have never in times gone by like you know, 10 years ago, been able to reach someone like that because there was just no way to access him you know um yeah someone of that kind of caliber but um yeah that was kind of that was kind of a mad one (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's pretty epic you mentioned retweeting so i guess what what social platforms are you on so we've talked about instagram but where else do you where else do you see results and like 
Yeah, sure. So um, Instagram for for by far and away is, is the main one. Um, I think for us as artists, I think it's just the best visual platform and it's it's got the best features and stuff like that, which is why it's become the biggest, you know. But I think for what we do, it kind of showcases exactly what we need to do. I think that TikTok would be even better for us as artists if it had pictures, which they should definitely do. Yeah. Um, but TikTok, I'll focus a lot on because I do think that's the closest thing to toppling off or at least challenging um, Instagram in any kind of way. And then um, LinkedIn, I am trying to get a lot better at. I know that there's a lot of organic reach that can still be had there. And plus you're, you're dealing with way more credible, um, not credible because that's disrespectful to like people that are on Instagram, but you're dealing with a certain caliber of person. It's a lot more a business network. That's, I would say it's almost the same people, but they're just in a different mindset. They're in like a more professional sort of mindset so but i think that can be an advantage on linkedin because that makes it almost easier to stand out in ways because it's like oh boring 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 oh something cool well yeah that's it's interesting you say that because i'm st posting the similar ish content i really kind of purpose it for that platform you know because it's it's got to be contextual to the platform mm. but i am getting a little bit of a response i'm at the minute I'm trying to figure out how to um grow you know, followers-wise and stuff and, and build a bit of traction there because I don't feel like I've, I've quite mastered it yet. But uh, yeah, LinkedIn is the other one that I'm kind of paying attention to. Yeah, I went I went absolutely ham on LinkedIn a few, like last year, I think. Yeah. Around, like for, I did like, I got like something like 100,000 impressions. I had like a thousand followers, but I just posted every day and I was just mostly doing text uh, posts. And really? like some of them, some of them could get like, you know, five, eight, 10K views just from, from a post of just text. But that was, I was posting more professional stuff because I was, I was working on some other business aspiration. Then I discovered painting and I was like, oh, this is far more fun and doesn't oh, feel yeah. like. So now I haven't been posting on LinkedIn, but I need to get back there with the art. Do you think it's still got that kind of reach or? Definitely, I think. I think it may be like trailing off and it probably will over the next couple of years. But I do think, mm. I think even if you have five followers or five connections on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. you can you can get really far reach because you can, you can reach people who you're not connected to. Whereas on Instagram, you're not really reaching anyone or it's very difficult to unless you're connected, sort of. I think it will be really interesting. Uh, I agree with what you said. And I think it will be really interesting to see what happens to all those people that have have gotten early with Instagram, got a real comfortable with the way things are. And then, you know, like I said, who's jumped on TikTok? I've been, I've literally been talking about TikTok for about the last year and a bit since I got on it. And how many of those artists and influencers are on it? There's still loads and the probably the majority that are not. Um, and that could be a real player. And it'll be interesting to see because you, for example, something like TikTok, you can't just get by on just being pretty um, or something like that. You know, you've actually got yeah. offer, um, a skill or be funny or something like that. So it'll be interesting, whatever the next platform does become, whether people are able to go again. Do you know what I mean? Because inevitably as the attention shifts to another platform, there'll be winners and losers yeah yeah i think definitely there's some people who are probably far too comfortable on their instagram high horse who will eventually yeah uh... but that's why i know that i'm going to get to the top of the or top of the get of the game with the art and stuff because i just know that like i said before i'm not i'm willing to try the newest stuff out and whether it hits or not do you know what i mean you, yeah. to put in that work and i, I basically it comes down to work ethic um and i think that 
that's what will set us apart eventually, you know? Yeah, makes sense. And yeah, I like the I like the confidence that you know that's uh And to be to be fair, you say um about the platforms as well. Podcasting, weirdly enough, I would actually call a big platform. I someone asked me the other day and they said like why do you keep doing all these podcasts? And I actually can't tell you other than that I know that I need to keep doing it. So well I I'm sure you're gonna be speaking to lots of other artists, but I don't know any other artists closely that are doing two, three, four podcasts a month, you know, just to, yeah. to just for brand awareness, like literally nothing else but to give advice, help out and, you know, if someone sees it, that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that podcasting is, a, is, is going to be a huge slash. I mean, it is massive, but it is a, a great way to kind of reach a new audience as well. Yeah. And I think I think it's got like a lot of long tail potential as well. Like, I think an interview you've done this month in a year or two a podcast could blow up that you've been on and people will go listen to the back stock of episodes and you know like something could blow up three years you exactly yeah 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 exactly um and i think that where people can't necessarily see the direct monetary correlation between something they're not willing to kind of take the leap and put the time in to understand it or do it you know Um, yeah um so I've heard you talk before, in fact, referencing the my boss, technically, or the CEO of my company, uh, Mr. Vaynerchuk, um, around sort of the, the, the cost efficiencies available in ads buying, particularly on, say, Instagram. Is that something that you do? Is, is, is paid media anything a part of your approach? I see, I see my art as very much a business. It's, art is just the product that I'm selling, and um, mm-hmm. I happen to be, I wouldn't, like I'm okay at art, so that is what I do, and that is my product. The rest, and what I find interesting, is the marketing, is the whole business aspect of it. And so, yeah, I have, I do spend money on it. I don't think that I have anywhere nailed it at all in terms of. I still don't really know what I'm doing in terms of conversion and stuff. I just know that I post a lot, and that some, you know, it's like throw everything at the wall and see what kind of sticks or whatever. Um, I've tried literally in the past two weeks to try and get a bit more um, focus with it. And so I'm starting to run ads against ad sets and all that kind of stuff. But again, I haven't had much traction and I've had a couple of ads made up like professionally sort of things to try and trial them, but they haven't really hit yet. So it's a trial and error, but it's really frustrating when you're losing money (laughs) to keep doing it and keep doing it, you know? Yeah, I would say, because that's sort of my day job is is basically that. Um, I think think a part of it is you need to like realizing that like, I think... I've seen various statistics, but it's like between eight and 16, I think, touch points that someone needs to have before they'll make a purchase. So while you might not be getting a direct return of money from specific spend, you you are building that brand awareness and you're you're every impression where you someone sees another impression they're like oh that's the thing and particularly with something like a big piece of art you know that's something that people it's probably a long journey to the conversion but that investment in the awareness i think really is valuable in the longer term like yeah absolutely and it comes down to like this podcast there's no monetary gain to be had at the moment off doing a podcast not yet but you know when it blows up in two years then or two weeks hopefully yeah there you go but I know that, you know, one, the thing is, it can be just one person, especially with what we do in art and stuff. It's like, it can just be that one person who goes and tells their friend of a friend. And that could literally just shift or change everything. Do you know what I mean? And I know that Gary Vaynerchuk uh, speaks a lot about that moment um, in itself. You know, um, he is very much 
the blueprint that I follow in terms of a content model, model and strategy to art. And I think that it is a very, art is a very old, old age, sorry, age old kind of profession almost. Then you kind of, it's very traditional, but with kind of Gary Vaynerchuk's model and, and kind of producing content at scale, I think that's the new school of how to become well-known and successful. Yeah, for sure. Um, quick question, and if they're not in easy reach, then we don't need to worry, but if you have headphones nearby, because I'm getting a bit of an echo, and I feel like that might fix it, but if, if that's not a simple oh, really? grab. Uh, I have AirPods, two sets. No rush. While we're waiting, I'll just promote myself shamelessly uh, at Angus Boyle on Instagram, A-E-N-G-U-S, artbyangus.com. Go and buy some paintings. After you've bought one of Lawrence's, buy one of mine. <laughs> right let's see um where were we i guess touching on gary v um i've heard that you're a man and i know that sort of a, they accompany your your paintings you're a man who likes quotes um what are some that you're digging yes. at the moment or liking at the moment um yesterday you said tomorrow that's my favorite one at the minute and i think that, that speaks on so many levels Mm-hmm. people always want like you know the answer as to kind of what or how to get to at least where i am and further and i'm always like there is no answer but doing it do you know what i mean like i'm still figuring it out as i go and i'm not claiming that i know all the answers but i'm willing to learn and work it out and just and just do it i don't think that you know especially as we get older i think that people have a lot of commitments that prevent them from doing that you know and i think that consistency hard work and time is literally the formula I paint successful people and over and over again in whatever, whether they're a music artist or whether they are an entrepreneur or whatever, you basically, that is the formula for success. And so consistency comes in the form of like, if you've got kids, you're consistently able to still post. If you've got a girlfriend that wants to go out all the time, you're consistently able to still paint. Do you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, time, obviously, you know, it does take time and it's taken a lot longer than I would ideally like. But, um, you know, that is just what it is. And then the hard work, which is obviously just grinding it out, even when you don't want to sort of thing. So that would be another another uh, quote or the two ones that I'm kind of tuning into as well. Yeah. Oh, Steve Harvey. Uh, do you know who he is? The yeah, yeah, yeah. old head black guy, American presenter. Um, he says, um, you ask not. So you have not because you ask not. And that basically means people, again, will inbox me about the, um, like, what shall I sell it for, what have you, or am I worth this amount? And it's like, if you don't ask for what you think or ideally would like to get, you're never going to get it. And you probably won't get it in the beginning, but you'll get higher maybe even than you thought possible if you're willing to kind of put your anchor where you want your price to be, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, that's something I've been... uh struggling with contemplating at the moment and people have been telling me i should should sell for more for higher prices and i'm like oh i don't know um by the way that's a, that's a i think that's a very taboo subject talking about money and art yeah i think it is and i think you and i are both similar in that we sort of came from almost a business first mindset whereas obviously yeah a lot of artists the starving artist metaphor which is the the metaphor that i'm trying to combat with this podcast um uh, like that comes from i think people feeling almost guilt and you know not i don't want to charge for this it's you know um what has has your process been like or like how you said mentioned your first first painting selling to for 200 pounds you know what has been the how have you sort of at what increments have you raised that or what have, has there been a thing 
is there a next signal that you'll be like, this is the next time I'm going to raise my prices, that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I mean, I've just taken it in- incrementally, basically, you know. So the first one sold for 200 then I was like, and then someone got in touch and they were like, I was like, look, I'll just paint it for free. They were like, no, look, let me just give you 500 And then I got to 500 do you know what I mean? And so it's literally just been in like incremental hundreds. And then I got to about, I think it was 1200 Um, I think I sold a painting for. And then the next, or the biggest jump was then from that to 2100 So that was, that was a pretty cool jump. Do you know what I mean? And I think that what you realize is that it becomes less of a numbers game and more how you value yourself. Like the people to buy your work are out there. It's just what you are willing to risk and time. You know, I think that that painting that I just mentioned there that I sold for, for 2000 plus, I was ready to just give that away to some sort of celebrities for promotion and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually painted that about a year prior to actually it selling. But my approach now is very much like where I feel like with the paintings I'm doing now, I feel like they are nearly where I want them to be I'm now not willing to settle for any le- anything less than what I want if that makes sense and so mm-hmm. at some point I know there are kind of if you're doing it full-time there are financial um, you know you need to keep working or whatever but I'm just going to kind of take a risk going forward and it's like no five thousand pounds is now the price and so if you can't afford that then yeah you're willing to negotiate like in that small bracket but Mm -hmm. ultimately the price is the price and if you're willing to pay that then um great if not then someone else will be that's kind of my mindset now love it yeah that makes complete sense um because i I think just to add to that like what people that people see just like a a pretty picture at the end of it but they don't see like see that behind me right then this is the actual reality like on the floor painting (laughs) going through tests testing stuff and all that kind of stuff People don't see that and they just want, uh, um, you know, I've got tape hanging off the kitchen table there yeah. and, and stuff like Looks that. Looks a familiar side like, to me. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like all that stuff that you spent a lot of time and money putting into, that is all actually reflected in the final price that you sell a piece for. It's not just the, I don't know how long it takes you, but it takes me about 35 hours to paint something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, Although it physically takes me 35 hours to do that painting, there is hours and hours and hours and hours of other stuff that has meant research you know looking into other eyes how they've done this and trying materials there's all that behind it which is yeah yeah how how do you how what is your process because it's uh it's fascinating to watch you sort of do a pencil outline first is it and then yeah i mean i'm quite transparent with that as well i think again it's quite taboo to use a projector and stuff to initially get the stencil on but mm-hmm. when you're trying to paint quickly for for multiple people, I haven't got time. You, you know, the grid method and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I could do that if yeah. I wanted to, but it will just take forever. So it's just easier to just project the initial uh, outline yeah. on yeah. in pencil. I'll draw around it and whatnot. And then from there, I'm just like freehand painting. So um, that is kind of the process, you know? Nice. So I guess... It the purpose of this podcast in my mind is sort of aimed at people who are very much in that beginning stage, you know, I mean, and because I'm selfishly looking for my, my own learnings as I, I'm trying to progress myself, I guess. Like if you were transported back now, day one, by the way, you mentioned like, Oh, not, not sure about the pace of how fast it's going. I think for two years, you're smashing it. Um, if, if you were sort of go back day one, starting at like zero followers anywhere, and you just had the knowledge you have now, what would be the sort of playbook you'd, you'd start to execute on? 
I would paint. I mean, Gary, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk literally has the answer. He has, you know, hmm. whether it's him or the team behind it, he has the answer. So it would be one post consistently every day at least. Um, post lots of stories, um, and then what I what I find gives you the biggest traction is basically painting for influencers. So, and it's only fairly recently that I now don't paint for free. Um, but up until, yeah, about two years in, I've just been painting free or very little to be able to get the exposure because with it would have been amazing to have started this art journey back when Instagram was just coming through because I do think that I'd be one of the most followed people on Instagram. But, um, sorry, not on Instagram, but, you know, in the kind of art space. Or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But because we've, well, we've both come into it a lot later, not saying that it's game over, but, you know, mm-hmm. a lot later, you just don't get that organic reach. And I think that the best way to to get reach at the minute, the playbook would be to paint for free for influencers and work out paid ads to be able to um, sell your, your product, whether that be some prints and whatnot, um, or to um, also run ads to get people into your ecosystem. So they're the ones that, you know, you're just showing roughly what you do in your brand. You know what I mean? Like just general yeah. brand awareness. So for the influencer stuff, are you just like on the DM grind, like reaching out to people or, or what's, how do you sort of make those connections and, and get, get in with those people? So in the beginning, I, well, not, uh, I got lucky as well. I say lucky. It's not, it's not really lucky. Like my, my friend was my friend and he went on Love Island. He posted mm-hmm. that led to, you know, some other um, influential people followed him then, you know, there'll literally probably be one person that comes from that, maybe, if you're lucky. Um, and then if someone does, you'll then paint for that person, you know, and then they'll post it. And then you're hoping, or I was very much hoping, that the next person would, the next influencer would come from doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't always work out like that. And so, yeah, it's literally, are you willing to be up at 1am once you finish your job to then message some influencers and whatnot? Do you know what I mean? Um so yeah, that it's a combination of both. It's not just you know paint picture post. The next one comes from it. It is you know paint picture post. Great customer comes from that. Paint picture post. No one comes from that. So you then got to DM people. Do you know what I mean? It is a little bit of a mix of both. There is no, or at least I've found so far, there's no one one answer to that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I guess I think I know the answer, but I guess are you surprised by how? accessible some of these people are on instagram because i feel like there while obviously it's there's a lot there, you have to send a lot to to miss a lot to to land one i i feel like there's because i've been i've been grinding on the dms recently in in trying to find guests for this podcast and like there's been some people even if it's like some people who've replied to say no i can't who've been like i've been like well i can't believe this person just sent me a message this is crazy mm. like it's by the way uh, that, that, that's Sorry to cut you off. That is a huge, that's a, a huge thing as to how I've built my following as well. I reply to every single comment and every single DM. If you was to, in fact, I'll literally look at it now. If you was to look at my Instagram now, there is no message that hasn't been, oh, well, we got two, two new messages. <laughs> One request. But yeah. I, I literally answer every single message, comment, comment on other people's stuff, you know, just be a part of the ecosystem because that is actually really effective. And I think that, you know, when I was saying about people not willing to kind of adapt and change and stuff, people get too comfortable and they don't interact with the audience. It's just all push, push, push. 
you know, with your own stuff, but, you know, yeah. it's also good to give back. And I think that whilst I'm where I'm at, it's definitely the people that follow me, it's amazing. And like anyone who buys a print and whatnot, I'm like, well, the least I can do is literally take a second to just answer a comment or an inbox or, you know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I guess on the commenting on stuff, that's something that I, I've done a little bit of, but definitely could do more of. What is there a, are you, is it just sort of arbitrary? Is there hashtags you go to or how do you choose where to do that engaging? Uh, I mean, you work, do you still work for Gary? I not? do indeed. Yeah. I mean, again, he, t- he tells you. Shout out Fainer Media. <laughs> yeah. He, he literally tells you the answer. He's, um, he's, yeah, bang on with most of it. The 180 strategy. So that you go to the top nine niches in your, um, sorry, the top nine people in your niches. So, the top nine hashtags in your niche. So yeah. art, you're going to yeah. art, art collector. Um, you'll go to fine art. You'll go to the top nine that get the most traction. From there, you'll comment. I tried to do nine or ten people. You'll comment on the first posts, the first nine posts of that of that hashtag, and then eventually people will interact. Do you know what I mean? You get exposure by doing that. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. I, that sounded a bit messy, but. No, yeah, that completely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I, I'm pretty sure I have seen that video, right? Yeah, that's. I was. I've been a, a Gary fan for for many years before going to work for Vayner. Um, yeah. So that was the. Like, it's, it's, it's the the answer is easy. I think you know it's like, and he uses the example of going to the gym. You don't get fit by you know talking about going to the gym. You get fit by doing the gym by actually lifting <laughs> the weights, and so. You know, it's one of those, you said yesterday, uh, sorry, you said, yes, um, tomorrow you said yesterday. And it's like, the idea behind that is that, like, there's only so much you can say to someone unless they're actually going to go out there and do it. Then yeah. You're kind of, you're kind of going, no, do you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah, not yeah. going to, um, like, where, are you willing to put in the hard work is, is kind of what it comes down, down to, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things that it's it's the simplest thing ever, but it's so difficult, sort of, for some, especially for some. It's people. so hard. Like, I'm not saying that I do it every day. I'm just saying if you do want to really, like, you know, get the maximum amount of reach on Instagram, let's say that's the main platform at the moment, it is to do that. Like, that is the answer to, to doing it. But being able to do that is is hard. Like, it's yeah. proper proper hard. Um. I know it sounds easy, like, you know, oh, you just got a comment. But when you're actually doing it, trust me, that is difficult to do every day. Mm-hmm. I guess when you're on those sort of lower energy days, you're not feeling as motivated. Is there anything that's, that picks you up or anything that gets you back sort of in the zone? I think, the, you know, when you were saying earlier about, like, just not being so hard on yourself, like, there are days where I'll just be like, look, cool. Like, I just, I genuinely need, like, a day off to just not paint or just, it's always on the mind. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you get an idea for that. I don't know if you're the same, but like I see that on Instagram and you're like, Oh, wicked. That could be an idea. So you never really switch off, but I do think it's good to not just be painting all the time. I think that another myth as well <laughs> is that you'll hear other artists talking about the, the fact that they paint like, Oh, sorry. They're doing art like 10, 12, 15 hours a day. And I'm just like, <laughs> that, that is awful. At least for me, that isn't true. I can, I'm dyslexic, so I can only really focus for two hours max. <laughs> Anything it, like, and then I'll have to have a break for for an hour or twenty minutes or whatever it is. But I'll need a break. Um, 
I think that it can be quite daunting when you listen to people in the space and they're like, yeah, I'm just doing it and I love it all the time. And they're not like, you can have a rest day, you can chill out for a bit. It doesn't have to be every, do you know what I mean? Like it's okay to not be doing it all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sometimes I wish it take it took me longer for some of my paintings because mine's I'm very uh, uh, very abstract, so it doesn't need as much finesse. But I'm sort of very uh, speedy. It takes sometimes I'll sit like with a canvas and I'll sit there for like an hour staring at it. But then when mm. I actually paint it, it'll be like fifteen minutes, and I'll be like, "Oh, this is done." So I wish sometimes it took yeah, me right. longer because because. Um, because my house is just filling up with canvases at a very fast rate. <laughs> yeah, I see. And so, like, I mean, even just, like, from, a, like, those ones that are not selling or, you know, you're willing to give the way, like, for any artist looking at it, I'd be like, cool, even these two behind me, these two haven't sold yet. Um, and I'm like, cool, well, instead of just holding on to stock, I can paint another picture. Like, that's not an issue. So I'd rather get the benefit of sell, uh, of giving that away to an influencer, build the traction, and you know you never know, an actual sale may all come from, a, sorry, a specific request commission might come from just giving it away to someone, they post it, and then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than being precious about, like, you know, holding on to the art, I think, do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've been, and I, I must admit, I've done... Uh... I've done not enough of this at all, but I've been, cause I've now got dual attempts where I'm trying to get people for the podcast. And I have sent some messages to influencers being like, yo, do you want some free art? But I've seen no traction there. Do you have any, any thoughts on how maybe just probably it's more just a volume of messages, I guess. Absolutely. I think that this, this piece I think is one of the coolest paintings that I've done and I've tried to get rid of it. I think get rid of it or give it to, you know, a few different people, but as much as it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, uh, is it juxtaposition? Like, like my paintings will sell luckily, fortunately for like a couple of thousand or what have you. And then there'll be paintings that I literally, I literally cannot give it away. It's mm. that weird, like hum, you've got to be humble, but have a value for yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's a weird yeah. one. I think that there is someone out there. If you're talking about yourself, there is someone for every piece that you've got behind you there. It's just, um, it's just finding that right person. So yeah, I get. I tried to give this piece to Kate Moss. She didn't want it, and I'm like, well, why wouldn't you take it? I'm literally giving it to you for free, and I think that it looks alright. But Jeremy, you know I mean? it's just yeah. I've tried to give it to a few different influencers, and they've all said no as well. Um, and for me, I feel like it's one of my best pieces. So you know, it's just you know, you just got to keep you keep keep going with it. You know, there will yeah, there will sure. always be someone who will take it for sure. Um, and then it's just about leveraging as much as possible the audience that they have. Yeah. Nice. Um, Would you so mind what... if I just grab a quick uh, water? Like... Absolutely not. Thanks. Please. No worries. Just use another another opportunity to plug my own Instagram, Boyle, artbyangus.com. And of course, Lawrence, Sorry, go and follow him on Instagram. My voice was going there. <laughs> oh, I've been chugging on this bottle of water beside me since the yeah. I see you. The I see you there. I was like, oh, <laughs> getting jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even that, whether this gets left in the podcast or not, or whatever, you're willing to put yourself out there just like that, and just uh, you know, what I mean, just have a bit of fun with it, and just be relatable. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't need to be perfect, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's um, there's this um, this really. Uh, 
during lockdown and all this stuff, there's a girl called Courtney Black, and she's an, um, a fitness influencer. And at the start of lockdown, she had like, I don't know, 200,000 followers. She's gone up to like nearly 700,000. And wow. the reason for that is that, yeah, she's hit a real perfect time, you know, with indoor workouts and all that kind of stuff. But the reason that she's killing it at the moment is because in the middle of a workout, she'll just go for like a wee or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And people uh, yeah. find that funny yeah. and like she'll be willing to share stuff that other people won't. And I think that that authenticity is something that's going to be key to being an influencer or being a personal value in this next wave of of um influencer yeah for sure yeah i agree i've I, I really like stuff where it's it's more rough and ready i'm not a fan of polish um i uh there's a guy irish fear comedian who is confirmed hopefully to come on this podcast soon but he is a he is a great podcast and he has like legit like long minutes of silence while he's just w- walking around looking for something in his room or whatever you know it's uh, yeah. but i find that so relatable it's so it's more real you know yeah absolutely and i think that it's okay not to yeah i just think you become more relatable like like you kind of saying there like it just it doesn't need to be the perfect grid, the perfect, do you know what I mean? Just yeah, putting yourself out there consistently at a volume is way more beneficial than worrying too much about what exactly that post looks like. I personally think anyway. Yeah, for sure. So what's next for you? What's, what are your, actually before, before I ask that, I'll come back to that question, but you mentioned lockdown so i guess that's a that's a glaring thing that's going on at the moment is the fact the world's gone a bit batshit crazy um has that had any impact on your business or or on your instagram or anything like that have you seen any differences or or have you been holding up for the lockdown basically as well yeah i think that lockdown actually just gave me a, a really really good run about a six-month run at just producing content at scale do you know what i mean and when i say content i mean paintings and actual content from my social media and stuff um fortunately like sale it dipped off like maybe a month ago or something like that but um that's just because i wasn't doing as much posting and stuff but Mm -hmm. i don't think that the recession has really hit and i think it will be kind of from jan feb onwards um, that that will begin to kind of start showing in people's bank balances as more people lose their jobs and that kind of stuff you know um but my kind of my kind of strategy going into this is save up as much money, make yourself as financially as stable as possible, so that during this uncertain period, which is going to be no matter what, then you just produce content at scale. So then on the other side of that, there's plenty of paintings to be sold, and also you've got a real back catalogue of stuff that you can really uh, leverage once we do start hitting the the good times again and you know brands will be freely spending and that kind of thing you know yeah for sure is that actually something you've considered or ever played in like any collaborations with brands or anything like that yeah so i mean you kind of referenced it there as well like i see this as a business it's not so much just art as such and so when you're saying like where do i want to get to yeah painting for kind of the people at the upper echelons of society that is kind of a goal of mine but another one is to kind of really become a business in myself in that you are collaborating with, I know, a hotel chain to do like a, a series of mini prints or, or prints for the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are so many opportunities or you do like a collaboration with, I don't know, Mercedes or something like that, that like to really get a few of those in the bag would be 
again, it's it's not. It would just be really cool and just something that I want to tick off the list. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. As opposed to vanity for the amount of money you can earn off doing that. Do you know what I mean? It's more like no, like um, I had a follow from Coca Cola the other day, well, I said the other day about two months ago. Nice. And I was just like, it was it was like mad. It wasn't nothing's even come of it. Literally nothing's come of it, other than they now follow me. But it's just that little, um, you know, you like even this. You wanting to interview me is not another signal like, yeah, I'm doing things right because obviously you feel like I provide enough value to an audience that you'd even want to interview me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just that mm-hmm. taking them little wins or whatever, you know? And even for yourself, I guess, it's like for every artist that you get on, you become, it's a win in itself and like, oh, this is credible enough that, oh, I've got this person or this person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, Coca-Cola, that's dope. You, uh, you should paint a you should paint a Coca Cola logo. <laughs> They'll definitely reshare. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think that um, that's something that I'm actually focusing a little bit more on. I do kind of abstract pieces, and you know the kind of stuff that you see behind me. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm genuinely interested in business. And I think like with the same with the the amount that I sell my paintings for now, I'm going to start being a little bit more selfish and just instead of doing even commissions so much or so much of them, I'm going to be like, no, I want to paint this. You know, but like, if you do want to buy it, fair enough, but this is what I'm producing and it's up to you whether you want it or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I found it's too stressful doing it the other way around sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the kind of balance between uh, abstract and figurative you do at the moment? Cause I love some of the abstracts are uh, so cool as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I just I think there's a lot more. I just prefer painting people's faces because I enjoy the whole, you know, researching them, you know, putting up their quotes as I'm doing it. Like, I love all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, like the abstracts, I think, are personally quite cool. But like, they're not what I enjoy the most. You know what I mean? I think it was in the beginning, it was just almost easy money. So it was like, yeah, cool. Just do that. Or have you... um, but I think I'm going to start steering away f- from them, actually, you know. Yeah, okay. um, well, if you really have, people, have people looking for abstracts, just send them my way. <laughs> yeah, I'll link it. I can't, <laughs> can't wait to get this up. It'll be a fun one. Um, I've interrupted you. What, do you remember what you were going to say? Um, yeah, no, it was just kind of, I think it's where, just to add, it's more like where I feel like I'm, as you get more and more commissions and people see value in your work, you become more self-assured in that you are providing something that people want. And so it's been, it wasn't like this in the beginning and that's why I have done so much free work, but now I feel like I'm practiced enough and I'm getting slowly, slowly to where I want to be. That's why I'm a bit more like, no, 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 this is the price. If you don't want it, you then that's tough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Man, I think it's so admirable. You're uh your the bar you have for yourself and the sort of diligent work towards it it's a it's a it's a good mindset something i'll definitely borrow from i mean i definitely am yeah but it's um i don't i don't know whether i'm as exacting but i'm i'm maybe i'm learning that i should be more so um i definitely am but i think i am at times and i probably am guilty the other way of being too positive on myself but i do think there's a balance and i think you because I, I definitely think man you're absolutely smashing it both in terms of your artistic output and well, what, your that's interesting. 
That's interesting you say that. Sorry to jump in, but it's interesting you say that because from where I'm sitting, I'm like, you don't even understand. I haven't even started. But from what you're saying, it's like, do you get do you get what I mean? Do you get what I mean? For sure. And I think I'm sure and I think that's the that's the point that I'm making, right? It's like no matter where you are, you're you're always looking at the next thing. And I think I am very similarly minded as well. But I think you know, where I'm at now, when I looking at you, it's like, God, that's so aspirational. That seems so far away and like that's gonna take so long to get to that I think, you know, you should you definitely I think you need to sometimes pat yourself on the back and say, even not and not not rest on your laurels, not sit down and say, "Well, I'm now I've made it. I'm not doing anything." But like, take a moment to think about a year ago or two years ago, if someone had told you, "Look at where you are now," you would have been like, "Whoa!" I imagine. Yeah, I think that. Um, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think they say it takes about seven years of constantly doing. So that's kind of my benchmark. Um, that's of- so interesting that you said that because I I when I was younger I did Kung Fu and I got a black belt in Kung Fu and it took me 10 years and it was like one of the proudest things I've ever done in my life because it was exactly that and it taught me that lesson of you know diligent diligent hard work over and over again doing something a tiny bit different and improving a tiny bit over and over every day every day every day and I sort of made that decision with myself at the start of this with the art was cool I'm if if it all doesn't work out that's fair enough but I'm gonna do it for 10 years and I'm gonna push as hard as I can or like you know I'm really gonna really gonna go for it for 10 years and if after 10 years it doesn't work out then cool but like I agree I think people that's that mindset is so so valuable and like you said yeah I'm excited to see what comes for you as well yeah I mean I think my my not to just talk about money, but like my goals are by the end of the year to hit a five grand painting and the end of next year hit a 10 grand sort of thing. And so I am, I've all, I've been kind of part-time doing art for the last couple of years. um, And I'm now on my last TV contract. So once this one finishes, I'll be doing art full time. And I'm just going to give myself, I haven't yet decided the exact amount of time, but I think it'll be about six months. And I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go so hard at it for that period of time. And then if I can sustain, sustain myself from that, we're off to the races. Do you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and then, like you said, it's kind of I'm going to do those years. I'm going to do the seven, and then and then see where see where we're at. Yeah, love it. So I I, I asked this, and then I backtracked and didn't ask it. But what's next for you? Where what's what's coming up? So, <laughs> so I'm currently painting Adele, and so the plan is to give that to Adele. Um, nice. So there's a whole process and a whole load of ag that goes into to making sure that does happen and I think that if I can get her to post that I think that could really change the trajectory of of what I'm doing um and then at the end of the year depending on when he fights I'm hopefully going to be painting for Anthony Joshua nice that's the first time I mentioned it (laughs) so yeah uh, that is an exclusive Um, yeah (laughs) so as long as he doesn't get beaten up and lose then uh, yeah, that will happen, and um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully that again will will take things to the to the next level, you know. Amazing, and we touched on it before we started recording. But when are you going to start your podcast, man? <laughs> May I'd love to. Like I, I love talking. I like I love doing this kind of stuff. I like meeting new people. I like talking. To, I've enjoyed talking to. Really enjoyed talking to yourself. I think that there's so much value. Right back but there's like this honestly it's just so much value and i think that it's just it's just it's fun and i know how much work goes into a podcast more than just people see it as just you talking to me but i'm sure you might have done a little bit of research or do you know what i mean there's a load mm-hmm. you know 
even messaging people. There's a lot of backovers and forwards, the video connection. There's so much more that goes into it, I think. But but yeah, that is um, something I eventually I will do. Um, I think hopefully. <laughs> nice. But but oh, another thing I wanted to say as well for those people starting, once you start doing it, um, and just like I'm at the moment, you never know what's going to come up. So you start doing it, and then you'll you, you might end up going in a direction that you never thought. Literally just two days ago, I did a um, a talk for the bank UBS, and when yeah. I was starting it just a couple of years ago, I would have never. Um, I would have never, um, I would have never have even dreamed of doing something like that because I do so many, say for example, these podcasts. But that was the first one that I've actually been paid to do, and for for the amount I got paid for the amount of, of time that I was doing it, it was like what? Like I can actually earn off what? Like what? Yeah. You know what I mean? and, yeah. and what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to get to is like the doors will begin to open as you start taking a step by faith into what you are trying to do. Does that make sense? completely yeah definitely deep stuff man but i think i i think yeah from even yeah i think it makes so much sense and i think i've seen little bits of that as well even since i've started putting yourself out there i think yeah taking that first step is is and that's i think you know we talked earlier about people having that fear of putting themselves out there and stuff and i think good things start to happen once you do start to to overcome that fear you know yeah exactly and like even with your podcast for example you're going to have an idea of who you ideally want to be on the podcast someone could tell someone and then you end up having like someone who you'd all never even dreamed of but someone who's massive or in your niche or you know whatever you yeah. see as being you know the type of thing that you want to produce you know like you literally just never know but you, you know that when i originally come back to consistency and so many the majority of people are not willing to do that so it is in that that you become that is why the successful people are successful you know yeah for sure and yeah you touched on you touched on podcast guests one of my one of my closing questions is always going to be this going to be very cheeky is if you know anyone who you think would be a good guest uh i'd appreciate if you send them my way you may not and it's fine but just let that one sit with you Uh, absolutely i think that first and foremost this girl cj hendry when i'm talking about levels yeah but yeah yeah ultimately like we'll talk off 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 the podcast and stuff as well and and yeah i'll throw you some some people that i follow or at least take inspiration from timmy sneaks being a huge one that i love um based nice. over in america i don't know if you know him but he's just like oh, gonna write his name then what's the yeah, second timmy, name timmy sneaks is in sneaker but instead of er it's just S-E-N. Yeah, yeah. um and he showed like when you see the kind of content those cj hendry and, and timmy sneaks are putting out then do you know what i mean that there, there is work to be done um <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, I would, I would. If you could get those people, on, I'd be tuning in all day long. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess coming to an end. But any any parting words, and then any call to action for the people listening. What, where can they find you? You know, what what should they do to to stay connected to you? Um, you know, what? you know what, I'm actually going to do it a little bit different. I think that if you like what I say, then then follow. If if not, then then don't. I think that. I think you, you've been a really common influence and made actually made me rethink, not rethink, but remind me that it's okay to just chill. And, do you know what I mean? Like, if you like yeah. what I'm about and what I'm talking about and what I'm doing and how I'm trying to make art a business, then, then yeah, follow the journey 100%. But it's not going to be kind of in your face, sell, 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 because that I just don't think is, is my style or, or, what I'm, or what I'm after. But yeah, if you type in my name, uh, Lawrence with a U, um, it will generally come up on on most platforms, sort of thing. So yeah, if you do want to follow, then do that. If not, then don't. 
that's actually it's such a good point as well if if uh, saying that i think you know people some people just view the number of followers they have as the metric when you know someone could have 5000 followers who are super engaged versus 500000 followers that aren't and they're going to get more business so it's it is more about the the people who really are into that message and into what you're you're doing you know yeah i think that 100 100% agree there's um apparently uh sorry there is a book that talks about a thousand fans and it's basically kevin like, kelly i believe is the author is that what it is yeah i've been meaning to read it i'm i'm currently making my way through um how to um, win friends and influence people <laughs> but that is the next book that i really want to um nice read because i do think that it's not you, you know i was talking about getting to a hundred thousand it's not about that it's more about having more people means that i'll have I'll be closer to the a thousand people that are really going to care yeah. what you do, and I'd much rather have that than just millions of followers or you know x number of followers for the yeah. sake of just saying yeah. that I've got that. That makes sense. Sick. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, hopefully, once this or if this coronavirus shit ever ends, we can we can hang out in real life sometime. It's mental. Uh, yes, yes to the hanging out and this whole Corona thing is just mad. I think that it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a tough time for a lot of people, sort of thing. So like, just keep insane in the mind and like you said, yeah. like chilling out sometimes. That's gonna be massively important, you know, because I think that when you know all that happened over, it's when it all happened over summer. It's cool. You can go out and you know even still walk and but when it's like raining and tipping down, it's freezing cold. Like and the virus is rife. I don't know. Like, yeah. Man, it's going to be memorable. <laughs> what, what an uplifting end to the show. <laughs> but, hold on. Uh, but but one one thing I will say that will, is what I'm going to start doing is literally sourcing as many canvases and art of stuff, supplies as possible because I do think that we're going to – this is my prediction anyway, but whether it's true, I don't know. But I'm going to start – because I still can't get a hold of one metre by one metre canvases. They're all sold out, and so – I'm noticing that a lot of people are starting to stockpile a few bits and pieces for an impending, an impending, and the type of canvas I have is quite popular. So I'm going to try and start sourcing that and getting ready for, for that period. Interesting. Well, it's a few weeks till this episode's going to get released. So you better do it before everyone hears that and they start stockpiling as well. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see me walking down, tune into my story with just me. <laughs> <laughs> down the road right? <laughs> oh, I look forward to seeing it um, Lawrence it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on um, oh, you, and to chat to you and I appreciate all the all the candid words and advice and everything and yeah encourage anyone who's listening who uh, who likes good art to go and follow I mean I think like even just you having like this is not even for the podcast or whatever but just you having a podcast or being even aware enough that a podcast is a tool that can help you like my friend's doing something a podcast similar in recruitment like no one's doing that in that space and it's like being that aware in itself that that is a thing that you need to be doing is already a huge step down the right path i would say because i think that people too many people are just you know gallery did it and that'll be the way but you know jumping on stuff like this is just i think invaluable so i think that it's it's, it's really good what you're doing anyway thank you sir well it's been real um Hopefully, have you on again sometime when it's uh, when it's uh, you know episode 100 or something when we've got we've got hundreds well, you know of days in the actually, Yeah, I like, like I've done um, where I've been doing it for a little bit now. I'll sometimes go back on like a year on, 
Uh, and it's it's really fun to do those ones because I think that's just a little reminder. So, you know, of what you're doing now, like to look back and think how far and how many guests you will have had at the, by this time next year will be like actually really cool. Yeah, I look forward to it. It's been a pleasure. Cool, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Great to talk to you. This has been the Creative Marketing Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, It's the first episode, so, you know, we need the support. Get us in the charts. Come on, people. Peace, love, and until next time, I've been Angus Boyle. Artbyangus.com. See ya.